0: Welcome to TBN's Praise Podcast, hosted by Matt and Lori Crouch, where you will hear interviews with some of your favorite Bible teachers, pastors, authors, and Christian leaders. On today's episode, Matt and Lori Crouch host pastor and New York Times bestselling author, Samuel Rodriguez. They unpack cancel culture and how far we've strayed from living like Christ.
1: If it's broken, God can mend it. If it's empty, God can fill it. If it's failed, God can restore it. If it's sin, God can forgive it. If it's wrong, God can make it right. If it's crooked, God can make it straight. If it fell, God can pick it up. If it died, God can resurrect it. Nothing is beyond God, no matter what. He can do it. Mm -hmm. Those are Sam Rodriguez's words, not mine, from from survive to thrive. Break it down for us, Samuel, and welcome to praise.
2: One, love you both. Love you, love you. Your familia, your family. Genesis 2-1. Okay. Crazy. Understand the context of creation. You understand it. You understand the processes. It's very scientific. I'm a faith and science guy. I may preach like Kirk, but I think like Spock. (laughs) There's a logical continuum here throughout all of Scripture, especially the book of Genesis. Go back to Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, we understand that the earth was void, formless, Darkness prevailed upon the face of the earth, Genesis 1, 2, before you hit Genesis 2 and the creation story and the narrative. Watch this. The earth was void, formless. Now, the Hebrew exeget of this passage is critical. If you do the Hebrew word smithing of this passage, it says it had no purpose, no design. Mm. The earth was without purpose or design. And then one of the craziest Bottom portions of any sentence regarding chaos, lack of purpose, and design it says, And the Spirit of God hovered upon the face of the waters. Again, the Hebrew exegesis critical. The earth is void, dark, formless, no purpose, no objective, nothing, and yet the Spirit of God hovered. Think about a drone for a second. Zzz, zzz, Why would the spirit of God hover over a mess? Hmm. It was messy, it was chaotic, it had no purpose, and yet the spirit of God was there. Genesis 1, 3, and God said, let there be light. The spirit hovered until it was time for the earth, for all of the universe to receive the word that will catapult its purpose. Hmm. Powerful. This, by the way, speaks to not just coming out of COVID, It speaks to anyone right now whose life is reflective of it's messy, it's chaotic, it makes no sense. The spirit of God hovers over messes. Mm. You may not learn or hear that in your legalistic, religious, myopic, rigid worldview, but it's Bible. God hovers over messes. If you think a mess disqualifies God from hovering over your family, your home, your condition, your your finances, whatever it may be, quite the contrary, the Spirit of God hovered over a mess until the mess was ready to receive the word that would initiate its purpose. That's where we're at. We're coming out of a cuckoo for cocoa puff season. Right. We're and the best way from survive to thrive, I look at David and his journey. First Samuel chapter 30. I have to read this. This is Survive to thrive. David and his men arrived at their town of Ziklag. They found that the Muchumala hombres, <laughs> that's the San Rodriguez version. <laughs> the Amalekites had made a raid. They crushed and burned the city to the ground. The wording here, the descriptors are pretty fascinating. They carried off the women and children. When David and his men saw the ruins and what took place with their families, they wept until they could weep no more. Then he said to Abiathar the priest, bring me the ephod. Should I chase after those that came after us? Yes, go after them, the Lord said, and you will surely recover everything that was taken from you. That's the message. From survive to thrive, right now we find ourselves in the same 1 Samuel chapter 30 moment of bring me the ephod. Mm. Right now, this is the bring me the ephod moment. Bring me the ephod, again, the ruins. They saw ruins. They, they went back and they saw ruins. We've seen ruins in the past 14, 15, 16 months. The ruins of a COVID-19 pandemic taking over 500,000 people in America, millions around the world. The ruins of political chaos. Yeah. Social unrest. Social racial unrest. The ruins of a generation targeted with ideologies and constructs and narratives that run counter to clarity of identity that's already preordained by heaven. Right in order to confuse an entire generation to make everything relative, we've seen the ruins. And we wept. We wept. I wept. We've wept. We've wept. We've wept. We've wept. We've wept. wept. But the good book Mm. talks about weeping. And Psalm chapter 30 is so fascinating because weeping may last for a night, Mm. but joy cometh in the morning. Yes, I am saying, ladies and gentlemen, David wept. The Bible says that he could weep no more. And he, this is what he did. This is not like the hype made up. He wept, wept. There came a moment where he went, all right, I'm done weeping. Bring me the ephod. What's next? My now is not my next. That right there is where we're at right now. Bring me the ephod. What am I saying? I'm not saying that weeping is bad. We have empathy. We mourn with those who mourn. Many of us have wept. But there comes a season where we need to stop weeping. We have to. We have to pivot. There there comes a moment where we say, bring me the ephod. We're moving on. And I don't mean moving on, ignoring the tragedy. No, we're about to recover everything that was lost. And that's the word. We're about to recover everything that was lost. Because, again, our eschatology and our missiology must be lined up. For everyone watching right now going, oh, Pastor Sam, it doesn't really matter. Things are going to get darker. We're going to weep even more. Jesus is coming soon. It's in the book. Listen to me carefully. Your eschatology and your missiology must be lined up. I do believe he's coming back, but he's not coming back for a weeping church. Mm. He's not coming back for a church on Prozac. He's not coming back for an anxious church, a church in a fetal position and with great due deference. He's not coming back for a church waiting for a vaccine. He's coming back for a glorious church, a triumphant church, a mighty church, that kind of church. Not a weeping church, but a powerful church. That's the word. We've seen the ruins, but this is for you and I to open up our mouths right now and say, bring me the ephod. I'm about to move from my now to my next. But what I do now will determine what I will see next. What I focus on now will determine what I see next. What I pray now, what I declare now, what I decree now, what I establish now, what I come in agreement with now will determine what I will see next by the grace of God. That's the message from survive to thrive. There comes a season, we have to pivot, man. We can't stay here in perpetuity. Again, with great empathy for those who have lost, for those who have been broken, I have lost. We've all been through a process. But bring me the ephod because Matt Laurie. I promise you, no hype, no cuckoo for Cocoa Puff, emotional exuberant declaration. This is the word of the Lord. We are about to recover absolutely everything that has been stolen and taken. We're going to get it. We're going to recover. We're going to recover. We're going to recover. We're going to recover because there's a promise. We will recover. Joe 2.25, even the lost years, the lost time, we're going to recover everything that's been lost. Bring me the ephod.
1: I was recently interviewing um, an author, uh, Charles Stanley, and sweet brother Charles Stanley, um, who could be kind of our, our father uh, in, in, in age. When I, when I opened up a part of his book and read it to him, he, he said something very cute. He said something like, you know, as I was writing that, I wondered how many times I was going to have to eat that well wow. and and oftentimes you authors get inspired by the holy spirit you write stuff down it gets edited it gets turned into a book and then kind of that book gets thrown in your face okay so not every minute of every day sam rodriguez feels like thriving sometimes you're surviving yes break this down for real. You had a couple of times where you were pounding on your steering wheel. There was a few tearful moments there. Some of this book is really born out of your own pain, your own issues. You had to, in essence, eat some of this book to regurgitate this beautiful home that we're holding and and know will help people
2: what happened as an author there are books that are theoretical there are books that serve as an inspirational sort of message that stems out of a good heart uh, prayerfully driven by the spirit of god sure uh but then there are books that you live out and they emerge as part of your testimony this is that yeah like i wasn't thriving like every single moment quite the opposite I was on, like, between... There's three there's three modalities, by the way. Every single person is either failing, surviving, or thriving. And I was not failing, but I was on... The, the border of failing was right there. I was in, like, the survival mode, which is, if here's Egypt, here's the desert, here's the promised land. I was in the desert. As you well know, my family went through COVID in July of 2020. Uh, it, it, I was asymptomatic. I was running better during COVID than out of COVID. I'm, I'm an avid runner, and... I was doing, like, great. It sounds weird, but I was doing, like, physically in my exercise regimen. I was thriving. Uh, my daughter ended up in ICU on a ventilator uh, this far away from dying. This far. Mm. And then, you know, when, when you call the doctor, I spoke to the doctor. And when you, when you speak to the doctor and the doctor, when you go, like, but she's coming out of it, right? I mean, this is, like, she's young, And there's like an awkward silence on the other side.
1: Well, the other awkward moment is you're not physically next to her in the bed. You couldn't even go in there. Look,
2: in full disclosure, back then, without getting into the particularities, we had connections in certain places. I attempted to leverage my my connections in certain places for the purpose of getting into her ICU room. Nothing worked. From D.C. all the way down to Sacramento, nothing worked. And I, I couldn't have any access to her and, and I was there. Yeah. And I just, are you telling me an awkward silence? Wow. So I'm driving my Jeep Wrangler Rubicon in Northern California, first week of July, 2020. And um, I am jacked up, which is theological when, for, for those that went to seminary, for totally <laughs> jacked up. Uh, <laughs> discombobulated, broken, busted. And I'm the guy who preaches and believes it. And I believe it, not because it's hype for me. Again, I'm a faith and science guy. I'm a Lehigh University grad. Um, calculus is the language of God. I'm a mathematics. I believe in quantum physics. I, I get this. But I've experienced so much of the glory of God and the reality of God that I can't deny Him. Mm-hmm. I can't. It's just too much God. Mm-hmm. I can't. And so I, get it. I didn't get it. I was driving my Jeep going, like, I know you're real. I don't even doubt you for a second. Not even right now. Mm-hmm. I just doubt this. Mm-hmm. I doubt this. I doubt this moment. Like, I, this does not line up. This is not part of the sort of the matrix. This is not part of the continuum that you and I like signed up to or at least I signed up to (laughs) I mean was I wrong and then I lost it and then I went like God I just don't know what to do what does lost it mean I literally said for the very first time in my life that I have any sort of cognizant you know memory of I've always had some sort of control even when I would you know in all great humility utter the idea of you know I uh, no. you, you always like Sam always said there's a plan B a C a D an E and F Okay. There's like a net there, no net. Mm. My, the doctor just tell me, "My daughter's about to die. There's no net. I never had a no-net experience before. My, so I lost it. I just went like, "What do I do? I can't see her. What do I do next? Mm. Second Chronicles 2012. Jehoshaphat makes the same prayer. We're surrounded by our enemies. Yeah. and he read it. He literally says oh, we have no idea what to do next but you do mm-hmm. and i went i have no idea what to do next but you do so help me that jeep wrangler it's like over 100 degrees in sacramento granite bay hot as and the spirit of god fills the jeep how do i know that because i wasn't thinking this, like you i'm about to have a supernatural moment i'm broken I just sensed the glory of God. And when you know, you know. You know what I'm talking about? When you sense the very Shekinah glory, the presence of God. And I felt God show up and I felt God angry, not at me, but with me. Mm -hmm. And I felt God hugging me saying, yeah, I agree, Sam. Yeah, she shouldn't be there. I know that's going to mess up your theology, whatever it's worth. Mm -hmm. She shouldn't be there. And then I went, okay, God, I know you're here. Not that I'm a kid. I don't need you to give me a sign because if you give me a sign, I believe. But just for you and I, for out of our relationship, can you just do something for me right now? I can't see her. Can you invade her room with angels right now? That was my prayer. Can heaven invade her room with angels right now? Subsequent to that prayer, after that prayer, I get a text from my daughter. I haven't spoken to her. I get a text from my daughter, which, by the way, my daughter's in ICU in a ventilator, and she gets the text. What does that say about the power of a millennial? That right there, my friend. Millennials (laughs) and their phones. Woo-hoo! That's a covenant that will not be breached. She got access to her phone, and she texts. She goes, Dad, comma, can't explain it, comma. Heaven just invaded my room. Dad, I promise there are angels here. Same wording. What's the mathematical probability of her saying angels haven't invading? That's it. Done. In 24 hours, the script flipped. I spoke to the doctor. That moment, I knew God. Yeah. The situation was in his hands. It was the Second Chronicles 2015. The battle is mine, Sammy. I got this. Spoke to the doctor. The doctor comes out and says, "I have no idea what happened." What do you mean? He went. Everything changed. Hmm. A complete quote turnaround in 48 hours she was out she was out she was now I would be doctor for liability purpose I would keep her for a week to make sure she was fine but it was the COVID height Mm -hmm. so the moment all the signs for x number of hours indicated things were no longer there and all her vitals they let her go Mm -hmm. 48 hours she was out of the hospital and we picked her up there's and I have great empathy for those who lost loved ones With that being said, I can't deny my miracle. I can't deny that I prayed God showed up and we went from surviving to thriving by the grace of God. And I know even if you lost someone, believe it or not, he will make all things Romans 8.28. Work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. That's a promise that cannot and will not be denied. But the power of you crying out, that's the last arrow in your quiver. The desperate prayer, all these great prayers in scripture. Show me your glory, Moses prayed. Jabez, you know, enlarge my territory. Bless me indeed, Hezekiah prayed. Add years to my life. All these great prayers. Jesus, thine kingdom come, thine will be done. Great prayers. But the prayer of I have no idea what to do next, that may very well be the most powerful prayer that you can make because it's it's the prayer that emerges from a desperate heart. A broken father. Mm. That prayer is a prayer that according to scripture, the psalmist said, that prayer will never be ignored by God. Mm. God will never ignore the desperate plea of his children. So open up your mouth. I don't care how broken it may be. I don't care what melees, what chaos, how destructive, how darkening it may look like right now. Open up your mouth. He will never, ever Ever, ever, ever ignore a desperate plea. My daughter came out of it. We came out of it by the grace of God. We're collectively coming out of it. This is what I learned from the resurrection. If Jesus came out of the tomb, we can come out of anything. If Jesus came out of the tomb, we can come out of everything. Romans eight eleven, the same spirit, the same, not a clone, not a derivative, not a tangential not a similar, the same identical spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of you, lives inside of me. Hence, we can come out of everything. We can come out of anything. So right now, as we're speaking, come out. Come out of your perpetual survival mode and start thriving. Come out of failure and start surviving. Come out of anxiety, come out of fear, come out of depression, come out of that shame, that brokenness, that religious condemnation come out of these thoughts that are somehow holding you back from experiencing the fullness of the love and the grace of God, come out. This clarion call from the Spirit of God, you're tuning in right now, not by coincidence. The Spirit of the living God is invading your room, your life, right now, your car, wherever you're at. Right now, the Spirit of God is invading your setting, telling you to come out. If if Jesus came out, you can come out. You have the same identical spirit. Don't stay stuck there. David said, bring me my ephod. I'm coming out of this season. This season has to come to an end. Your now is not your next. Your now is not your next. But what you do now, what you say now, what you pray now, what you worship now, what you praise now, what you focus on now, what you sow now will determine what you will see next. Come out in Jesus' name.
1: From Survive to Thrive. Samuel,
2: Either you know,
1: uh, I don't know that I've ever even thought about this, but there could be a prayer you could help someone pray. If somebody doesn't know or think that they could have confidence in the pounding on the steering wheel prayer that you prayed, that you saw result, help them pray
2: that prayer. What, what, what? Hey, Matt, Laura, you know what's crazy? What's crazy is... There are prayers that we make, and then the prayer, this is going to sound awkward for some of y'all. Watch, there's that sort of theological rigidness again. I'm a biblical, orthodox guy, but I'm a book guy. (laughs) So here it goes. I love something N.T. Wright once said. There's the prayers that we make, and there are the prayers that really go to heaven, which are the ones that God says, let me submit up, the Holy Spirit says, let me submit up what you actually should have prayed. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to tweak this as it goes up. I love that. Here's the simple prayer. I don't have it all. I don't know it all. I don't see it all. I have no idea what to do. Hmm. But you do. And I trust you now. Because faith is trusting God when life makes no sense. That's faith. And you're not seeking my understanding. Yeah. I'm not here to understand you, God. I'm here to trust you. Even when I don't understand you, especially when I don't understand you, don't understand me, don't understand this. So, Lord, I don't know what to do next, but you do. So do it in Jesus' name. That's the prayer. Yeah. You know, and it works. Yeah. I saw it.
0: We hope you're enjoying the Praise Podcast. We'll get back to the interview soon.
2: In the Romans eight twenty eight, we reference, but even Galatians 6, 9, on this side of eternity, yeah. the survivors get a special reward. Do not grow weary of doing what is right. Don't yeah. go tired of, of believing God for his promises. In the most precarious of circumstances, at the appointed time, you will reap a harvest of blessings. Yeah for not giving up.
1: Yeah.
2: That's Galatians 6, 9. Yeah. So you lost someone. You've been through this valley. He's the same God of the valley as the same God of the yeah. mountaintop. The same God that gave Sam the victory of his daughter is the same God that was alongside the person who lost a loved one. Yeah. So it's not that I, I was lucky, not, it's not luck, it's right. about the same God right. manifesting His grace in a different way that my limited worldview has a difficult time in contextualizing and understanding when there's loss. But that loss is a gain in eternity with rewards, even on this side, for those that survive that will have a testimony that will shine the light where others will come to the acknowledgement of Christ. It's a little bit difficult for us to swallow, but the reality of the same God of the desert is the same God of the promised land, Mm. same God. Doesn't change personalities. He's, it, this is not like a bipolar God, multiple personality God. It's the same God. Mm-hmm. He makes all things work together for the good. Mm-hmm. I believe that. And at the end of the day, if we can just say, bring me the ephod. <laughs> but it requires us, right, right, to say, I'm not staying stuck in this season. Right. A
1: bring me the ephod moment um, was kind of talked about in this studio just a few days ago. Rick Warren was seated in this studio. And we did an interview and, you know, you can't really have Rick Warren in the studio without saying something about his book, now the number one translated book in the history of books, Save the Bible. Um, And he said, look, I understand, um, but let me tell you what I think about when I think about the several months that my book was selling close to a million copies a month okay let me tell you what I think about I think about holding my wife and holding her head over the toilet while she's throwing up in it because of her cancer treatments and her you know uh, breast cancer treatments and he said so I had to start looking at life not as a series of ups and downs And so often we look at life as a mountaintop or a valley experience that if you're down here, one day you're going to be back up. If you're up here, oh crud, here comes a, you know. And he said, I started looking at life now as two railroad tracks that are simultaneously going along at the same time. So from every sense that you can measure it, he was having a good and a bad experience simultaneously. And I think the bring me the ephod is whether you choose joy. See, you could stay and stay over here and look at the good thing happening, or you can get to the good thing and look at the bad thing happening, and there's a big difference between those. So the idea that you're choosing the right way to look at life, that God is with you, he's for you, he's not against you. Sam Rodriguez first of all, you look great. Thank you. Sound great. This is, I love this stuff. Let's, um, let's talk to the people that are going, okay, I've been in the locker room long enough. I went out on the field. Bring me my ephod. Bring the ephod. Okay. And for somebody that doesn't read the Bible very often or doesn't know what that means, what's a,
2: what's a modern vernacular way of saying bring my ephod? Bring my ephod, bring my ephod, ephod was the conduit by which the priest would wear this garb, this robe. Uh, it's actually underneath the robe, it looked like a long vest and the purpose of it was it became sort of the oracle motif. If the, the priest would wear that, that's when the priest would hear from heaven and would hear a word of the Lord about the next step. So in, in modern contexts, I want to hear from God. What's your will? I thought you were going to say, get suited up. See, That's using football, sport, allergy, I, yeah, that's football yeah, analogy.
1: Yeah, get suited up, you know, get on the field.
2: But it's, it's, it would be more, get suited up so I can hear God instructing me of what's next. So the ephod was about the will of God. Do you want me to pursue the guys, the Amalekites, the muchamala hombres who took away everything from my wife to my kids to my money to my, do you want me to pursue it? So that's the context of it. And then again, the idea of David just stopping the weeping process and going like, enough is enough, done. Bring me the ephod is, yeah, I'm not going back there. I'm not where I used to be because I am not who I used to be. Let me repeat that. I'm not where I used to be because I am not who I used to be. Sam Rodriguez surviving different chapters in his life, including the COVID, including my daughter, including some other things where um, the angst of what happened last year, I pastor a multi-ethnic church. It's 40% black, 40% white, 20% Latino and Asian. The most difficult challenge in Christendom in America in the past year is to be a pastor of a multi-ethnic church for many reasons. Like I am like surprised that I didn't lose my hair. (laughs) <laughs> or my sanity. Bec- but, but, I could tell you this, the number of Starbucks coffees that I actually digested increased exponentially in direct proportion to the amount of stress I experienced. But, so I'm more wired than ever before. But no, it's just, I went through all of that. There came a moment where I said, I'm not, I'm not gonna stay stuck here. I had this conversation with God in the middle of this context of this book here, the bring me the ephod for Sam. I started going, you know, this here, this here, the Amalekites, this, they're taking away their social media, the platform, fear, all this, all of that. Am I good? Is the church going to be impacted? My family was threatened. My church is threatened. This is all of that, all of that. So, I mean, everything from the different platforms that God ordains. We understand that it's it's God-ordained platforms. It's not about influence. It's more about integrity. Integrity leads to influence. We get that. That anointing is much more important than ambition. But God blesses it and ordains it. In the midst of all of that, the Holy Spirit basically did this to Sam, showed up, this is recent, by the way, and went, hey, Sam, <laughs> I, I'm still here. Like, like, Sam, like I'm still on the planet. This whole doomsday, negative, bad news, constant reiteration. Now. As a matter of fact, God even said, Sam, careful with what you're posting. Don't become, and this is Sam speaking now, don't become negative Nancy. Yeah. What are you doing? We're the good news people, not the bad news people. If all you do is regurgitate the, oh, things are dark, things are bad. This is going, you know, to, to, to hell in a handbasket, one scale down. No, it's just, Sam, I'm still here. The Holy Spirit is still here. I, I, there's not a Supreme Court decision, a White House executive order, a governor's decree, a legislative initiative, or a law that can stop the Holy Spirit from moving. I need to repeat that. There's not an executive order from the White House, a Supreme Court decision, a governor's decree, or a law, or even a social media campaign, Mm -hmm. hashtag whatever, (laughs) that can stop the Holy Spirit from moving. Nothing can stop the Holy Spirit from moving. Listen, nothing can stop the Holy Spirit from moving. I'll do it one more time. Nothing, absolutamente nada, nothing can stop the Holy Spirit from moving. You can't cancel the Holy Spirit. You can't unsubscribe the Holy Spirit. You can't postpone the Holy Spirit. So I don't give a holy hoot what the enemy is attempting. The most powerful spirit on the planet today is still the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead.
1: Come on now. And, oh. and, and an ephod denotes a forward-looking campaign. Totally. So when you get the ephod, you are at least expecting to have to go down to the weapon room and start strapping on swords, spears, the whole, the whole shebang. We're well, talking about
2: advancing here. It's the, it's, it's the next step. And, and by the way, this is pretty crazy. This is about, all right, we went through some damage, we went through a storm, we, we see it. We're not denying what happened, hence empathy, right? The weeping part. Enough is enough. You weep for a season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now we're taking back. Yeah. Now we're taking back. Get on with now, now we're taking back. Yeah. The next step is, uh, go yeah. ahead, suit up. Get ready.
0: Aren't you glad <laughs> that God said, go, go get them? Instead of, let it go. God said,
2: forgive.
1: go. <laughs> God, God said, go. Get okay, look. Oh, Some... It, At some point, but there are times you gotta go get them. Okay, I'm getting all I'm (laughs) getting all hyped up because you're you're almost lighting something inside of me because I thought I was weird because what you're talking about now, yes, you know she she look she would specialize more in the empathy side of things and I specialize more in the forward looking thing. So the the you, you. you know you are now speaking a language that i understand completely and thought i was unusually you know not paying attention to real life let me tell you something yeah he gets my dad aggressive. my dad bought more tv stations during the worst time to buy tv stations in the history of tv stations he's got that and when <laughs> when this covid thing thing started we we had an initiative we had a, a 2.1 billion dollar bid out on a company we didn't get that company but we tried we were really trying to aggressively uh expand and we have an announcement to make later this this year um but the deal signed and it's and it's and an expansion of tbn that is unprecedented it's just an unprecedented expansion and we're gonna You know, get some ducks in a row, get a few things going so that we can make an announcement in a really, really a proper way. But you're speaking now and you're lighting the fire in people in our audience that are wanting to, you know, wipe the tears from the eyes and get moving now and get on with something.
0: Can I I say something that I I think God brings us. I remember something our sweet Arthur Blessed said he said i didn't go into countries to live i went in there to die i didn't i didn't go in because i had nothing else to lose wow and i think that we get that that is an amazing place to be mm-hmm. is when maybe you've already lost it all mm-hmm. and now i'm living out of a thing in my core that you know what i don't have anything else to lose so I will go and do whatever I need to do. Um,
1: the most dangerous army in the world is the one that doesn't care, the, care whether they live or die. That's right. true. So
2: imagine. Imagine. Just imagine for a moment you stop weeping. Yeah. Again, great empathy. We're not being like cruel. How rigid, how cruel can you had be? They lost
0: it all. Yes, they
2: lost it all. But he got to a point. To me, this totally blew me away, hence the book. Yeah. He totally blew me away. When he went yeah. yeah yeah i can't do this forever right i can't weep forever i can't mourn forever just it's time to flip the script bring me the ephod. Yeah. imagine if every pastor every mom every dad every every single person right now every business owner every christian every believer come on now even those that are not believers right now going wait a minute i don't want to stay in in this circumstance in this lifeless like purposeless that the whole void you referenced before yeah, there's, there's something way beyond this. Bring me the ephod. This is the bring me the ephod moment. It is a, for, Forgive me for using like strong theological terms. There's a prophetic anointing, which for those that are not charismatic, you're maybe automatic. That means <laughs> there's a prophetic anointing. I mean, there's a forward thinking, forward catapulting reality from God here, a grace from God pushing everyone. Yeah. Recover. And the fact that God said, get it all back, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Go after him.
0: Yeah.
2: Go after him. Now, wait a second. On other circumstances, in other circumstances, God would say, I will get it back for you. Just be still. This goddess person who was, they took away wives, kids, yeah. money, furnishings, absolutely everything, and burned the city down to ruins. So even God went like, yeah, you know what? <laughs> you, get up. Go get it. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to grace you to get everything back. And you're gonna, re- and then even God said, "I promise you, you're gonna recover absolutely everything." It's beautiful. That's a word. Yeah. Right now, I'm telling you, you and we're gonna recover everything that the enemy robbed, killed, destroyed. The the, the initial part of John 10:10, 10, 10, Jesus said it. The enemy came to do what? To rob, kill, and destroy. But I came to give you life and life abundantly, get ready. We're gonna recover everything that was lost, everything that was stolen, everything that was destroyed. We're gonna get it all back in the name of Jesus. Get your joy back, get your peace back, get your hope back, get your faith back, get your health back, get your finances back, get your dream back, get your sanity back. You're gonna get everything back, the authority to become the greatest blessing to everyone you know. Get it all back. You're going to get it all back. Whatever you lost in 2020, early 2021, in the past three, four, I don't care the last 30 years, get it back this season. This is your bring me the ephod moment brought to you by the spirit of the living God.
1: Beautiful. <laughs> what, what I was sitting there thinking about is David did that one other time with Bathsheba and the child. That's right. And everyone was afraid to tell him that the child was dead, thinking they might, that he might harm himself. And when, when he says through the door, is Brilliant. the child dead, he simply Brilliant. cleaned up, and that time was over. That time was over. There ha- you have to reach a time. And for some reason, there is that switch that can get flipped inside of the DNA that was left for me from my parents that when things seem bad, go for it. Become more aggressive. Do more things.
2: And and I mean, we are just expanding. Go. Change the atmosphere, though. Yeah. It, it requires you again. It required David to get the ephod, get the word, and yeah. pivot, move forward, strap everything on, go, fight, recover everything back. It requires a shift of yeah. mindset, yeah. your atmosphere, home field advantage. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right, the eagle. Eagle's hungry. Eagle comes down. Eagle and the snake. In the deserts, in the fields, you have this encounter in certain mountaintop areas, eagles and snakes. If the eagle fights a snake on the ground, who has the advantage?
1: <laughs> I think the snake does.
2: Yes. If the eagle picks up the snake, without killing it first, picks it up and takes it into the air, home field advantage, who has the advantage? <laughs> eagle. The eagle. Ladies and gentlemen, change your field right now. You've been fighting what you're fighting with anger instead of the anointing. Wow. You've been fighting it with your past instead of your future. You've been fighting it with legal condemnation instead of the grace of Jesus. Hmm. You've been fighting it with a religious wineskin instead of a relational dynamic that comes through a personal relationship with Jesus sustained by his Holy Spirit. You have been tr- fighting the right enemy in the wrong field. Change your home field, go to your home field advantage. Change your playing field right now. Change the atmosphere and it will change the outcome. Mm. Do it, that's what David did. Yeah. That's what David did, pivot. Let me pivot, got it. Change home field, boom, I'm no longer weeping we're getting everything back, I'm gonna chase. God said chase after them, recover absolutely everything. Mm. That's the mandate, that's the clarion call. Mm. That's what happens yeah. when you change everything and it starts here yeah. in the thinking process, in your mindset, in your thoughts. Hence, renew your mind daily, take every single thought into captivity. We can do this.
1: Yeah. You're one of the ones so that um, can speak to this, but Sam, there is, let's say, an improper political atmosphere help in the United you. States. Well, help okay. Us Lord. So help us, Lord. <laughs> well, say so. <laughs> I love I love having senior pastors of multicultural say, churches. You know? Oh, glory so, to God. <laughs> so speak to that matter in regard to what might be or you know first of all god doesn't rule rule through political parties he rules over political parties yeah. so speak to that because you're kind of uniquely capable of I,
2: I just want to remind everyone here that god is much more powerful than republicans and democrats yeah. he's much more he's more much more powerful than donkeys and elephants the lamb who is the lion of the tribe of judah he reigns over everything it's not the donkey and it's not the elephant it's the lamb god is much more powerful than the white house the supreme court congress god is much more powerful than google facebook instagram youtube and twitter god is more powerful than any streaming platform on the planet any political modus operandi any social cultural movement god is more powerful the sovereignty of the risen christ indeed and here's what i do believe i do believe we're about to see a pivot to bring me the ephod moment. Are you ready? So instead of us looking for a political solution to, and I I don't mean we should abandon our political engagement. As a church, we should be politically engaged as long as that political engagement is reflective of our Judeo-Christian value system. Don't sell out biblical truth on the altar of expediency. Do not make anything more important than Jesus. And I mean anything. And Anything means anything. Be it gender, be it race, be it the latte you drink, be it your geographical region, your cultural heritage, nothing is over Jesus. Jesus is over absolutely everything. With that being said, we're about to see you bring me the ephod moment. You ready for this? Instead of riots, we're gonna see revival. Come on now. Instead of political affiliation, we're gonna be completely filled with prophetic designation. Instead of destroying properties, metaphorically, spiritually speaking, building altars. Instead of storming the Capitol, we're about to storm the gates of hell in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. That's to bring me the ephod moment. We're about to experience it. So let not your heart be troubled. And can I just say, (laughs) we're going to recover something, Matt and Lori, that's been lost in the past year and a half. I'm going to say this because you brought me onto this program, and I love you and your family for life. There has been more fragmentation than ever before. Ready for this? Same passage, 1 Samuel chapter 30. Some of David's troops were about to execute a coup d'etat. Read it. Wow. They literally said, What? This is your fault. Yeah. We're going to take you out. We're going to hold you liable. Read it. The army, his men were divided. It took the ephod moment to bring them together. They were divided. Right now, there is, unfortunately, evidence of fragmentation within Christendom all because of what took place politically or all because of different understandings how, on how we should respond mm-hmm. to different cultural and other realities that do require prophetic responses, but contextualized with truth and love according to the word of God, Psalm eighty-nine, fourteen: righteousness and justice, truth and love. That's God's rubric for absolutely everything. <sighs> mm-hmm. We need to come together. We need to come together, the church needs to come together and say, bring me the ephod. And I mean the entire church. Bring me the ephod. We can do this. The Amalekites are taking away our wives and our kids, our loved ones, our properties, our families. They're, They're attempting to do it again because it's John 10, 10, the first part. We need to come together. Can we come together and say, God, bring me the ephod. Lord, what is your will? And if we function out of the will of God, In the way that is God Christ is the way not only will we overcome we will we're going to go from overwhelmed to overflow Mm. that's that season so let's do this in Jesus name let's the whole church say bring me the ephod it's time to recover everything that was lost and leave your porch light on your prodigal sons and daughters are Mm -hmm. coming back home
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of TBN's Praise Podcast. If you enjoyed today's interview, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, share it with a friend, and consider leaving a review. We look forward to having you join us back here next week.